0: Welcome back to the second episode of Actually Homeschooled. I'm your host, Malena, and for the first episode, I wanted to say welcome back, but I couldn't because it was the first episode. So now that it's the second episode, welcome back. Let's get started. Excellent. So welcome back to the second episode of Actually Homeschooled. I'm your host, Malena. And if I sound different or if I look different, if you're watching on YouTube, it's because I got my hair down this time. Last time it was in a bun and this time it's down and long and flowy because my curls were popping. So I'm probably going to get really sweaty uh, because it's really hot because living upstairs is great for the heat in the summer. So anyways, welcome back. Or welcome for the first time if you've never listened to my podcast before. I only have two episodes, so you definitely could listen to the first one. And then come back to this one. Or you could listen to this one and then go listen to that one. Either one. Your call. I will be posting, just so everyone knows, I will be posting every Thursday at 1 p.m. I'm going to try and post everything at the same time, but I realized YouTube... Definitely takes a long time to upload your videos, especially if you have a big file. So if the YouTube video comes out a little bit later than one o'clock, maybe like 1.30 or 2, that's the reason why. But on Spotify, Anchor, all listening platforms, Thursday, 1 o'clock. That's when the podcast will be live. Alright. So this week I wanted to talk about uh traveling experiences I had because of homeschooling. And how awesome and amazing it is to travel, solo and with people. Sometimes traveling with people can be a little bit interesting, but we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> so I remember my parents used to take us to homeschool conventions and homeschool campouts when when me and my sisters were younger. I guess my parents started going to homeschool conventions when my oldest sister was six months old. They wanted to get started like right away because they were on the same page and wanted homeschooling to be what we wanted to do and I believe I mentioned this last time they did give us the option when we were old enough to figure out if we wanted to go to school they gave us the option to go to school and my older and younger sisters both wanted to go to school I never wanted to go to school never had an interest in it never Felt like that was my place, you know. I loved being homeschooled and I love that I was homeschooled still. Luckily for me, my fiance is on the same page as me. He also wants to homeschool our kids. Um, and especially with everything going on now, if you are aware of things that are going on now in schools, I'm not super into those ideas. I think that some of the things that they are promoting in schools, like not sharing stuff with parents and having places for children to transform themselves when they get to school and before they go home. I just think those kinds of things are wrong and hurtful to not only the children but the parents because your parent who birthed you and raised you and fed you and clothed you and loves you, They're the ones who deserve to know what's going on in your head. They're the ones that you should be confiding in. You know, obviously, there are situations where your parent might not be the person you can go to. But with the way the world is going now and the agendas that whoever they are are pushing, um, seeing that kind of stuff going on in schools is pretty, pretty hard to think about. You know? And if you don't know what's going on in schools, I think everybody should kind of know what's going on. You know, sometimes people say ignorance is bliss, which I partially agree with just because not knowing some things sometimes makes it easier. But because of the massive agenda, I think it is really smart that everybody know what's going on. And it's not happening everywhere, it's not happening in all the schools, it's not happening in every state and every city. But It is starting to become more of a thing. So, you know, get educated. Look into it. Find out what I'm talking about if you don't know. So, my parents started going to homeschool conventions when my sisters and I were very young. The first convention we went to for homeschooling was in a city that I can't remember the name of. I just cannot freaking remember the name of the city at all. But I remember the hotel was all blue and white so i don't know if they were dutch but or run by dutch people but i remember it was like blue carpets and white banisters and blue you know wallpaper and white whatever you know like everything was blue and white they had this huge white spiral staircase in the middle of the lobby like totally open gigantic huge long steps spiral staircase in the middle of the lobby And my friends and i used to go and run around so These homeschool conventions were pretty cool because they had um, speakers come and do talks throughout the day uh, for the parents. And the kids could go too, but it's just typically not interesting for young children. You know, you pretty much want to just go and run around with your friends and go in the pool. But uh, it was cool because they had, like I said, tons of talks and things for parents to go to. And they would have little... um, event things throughout the weekend like they had like a family dance and then they had a teen dance and then they would have like a barbecue and you know all sorts of stuff like that and it was just such a cool fun thing to do as a kid to be able to go to a hotel first off you're in a hotel which is the funnest thing ever then you get to be with your friends all weekend long so those were the first ones I remember going to was the homeschool conventions. And then they also had homeschool campouts. And the camp out I remember there were a bunch, but the campout that we used to go to was in Carpentria. So we used to go to a homeschool campout in Carpentria on the beach. We would rent an RV. Everybody else would do tents, but my mom wanted an RV, so we would have an R V in the RV area down the road and then we would just ride our bikes over to the campsite if you've ever been a carpentry you know it's a really really cute little beach town and they have this candy store I think it's still there uh called Robotize. I used to remember it sounded like Robitussin the cough medicine um but Robotize was their candy store and they had all sorts of old school candies and they had a fudge area where they would hand make fudge and then they had like a a room in the back where they used to do other kinds of candies and I just remember that was the most fun part of the the whole camp week was going to the candy store every day and getting all sorts of candies and uh yeah it was super cool always going on those trips with my family because it was a nice time to be all together and then also get away and then also be with our friends and yeah I don't know it was just a really really cool thing to do all together and made me Grateful for being homeschooled, you know that was one of the the big parts of being homeschooled that was so cool was all that freedom, you know, and all the time we had to go. Okay, cool, we're putting it on our schedules because it's our schedule, so we're gonna go camping this day, and we're gonna go over here this day, and we're gonna go over there on that day because it's our schedule that we're making, you know. And then as I got older. Uh, And swing dancing became more of a thing. I remember we my older sister and I started going to dance camps Um, The first one we went to without our parents. I think it was the first one we went to period, but it was without our parents It's in LA um, Right by the LAX Airport So it's funny because it's called Camp Hollywood, but it's right by LAX, so it's not really near Hollywood much at all. But that was the first one we got to go to without our parents. I think I was 14 or 15 The when we went for the first year. I think I was 15. So my older sister and I went with friends. We stayed in a room with our girlfriends and my parents knew all of them and we would check in with them and, you know, uh, let them know how it was going and It was super, super cool, and it was all in a hotel. We never went anywhere. We just stayed in the hotel the whole time because there was a pool party every day, and then there was dancing all night, and there was classes during the day and competitions, and it was just like the most fun thing ever. I remember how much fun that first year was. I remember I danced so much that the second night when I went to bed, I came back to bed I think, with one of the other girls that was in the room. The two of us went went back to bed by like 5 a.m., I think, is when the dancing kind of started finishing up. So we were going back up to the room, and we had to stop so I could take my shoes off because my feet were killing me. Then I tried to go to sleep and couldn't because my feet were literally throbbing, so I had to fill the bath with cold water and soak my feet in ice-cold water to get the throbbing to stop. And that was like that was so cool being able to go back and brag about that I was like yeah my feet hurt so bad from dancing one night that I had to soak them in ice cold water because I couldn't go to sleep because the pain (laughs) and uh, yeah we went every year after that and then the next year we had different friends that we were closer to uh, because the girls we had gone with the prior year I believe two of them had stopped swing dancing by then by the next year so and by the next year we had other friends that we were closer to you know um so it ended up working out even better and so we stayed with them and we had you know we had all of our little roommates I think we put like five people in a room so two two girls would sleep on each bed and then one person would be on the floor and that always worked out we would all spend you know the same like we would all like buy like three pizzas and then have like pizza for like two days so that we wouldn't have to spend a bunch of money on food Uh, and I, yeah just doing stuff like that was so cool that my parents it was so cool that my parents were you know willing to let us go and do that the the deal was that we had to buy the passes ourselves so Camp Hollywood was like the first away weekend for dancing that we went to. The next one that we went to was a little bit closer. It was over in Fullerton. And that one was called Inspiration Weekend. Um, The name that my my older sister, I think my older sister was deliriously tired and came up with the name Inspiratus Weekendus, And so we said that that was the Latin way of saying Inspiration Weekend. And Inspiration Weekend was over in Fullerton. And so for that one, I think the first year we rented an Airbnb right down the street. Again, same girlfriend group that we went to the other dance camp with. And that was super fun too. But because it was so close to home, the following year we didn't want to waste money. So we just ended up going home every night because it was like, you know, 15 minute drive. The funny thing about that one is... So the one in L.A. is the one that you would think that some shit would have gone down, you know. But, no, no, no. Actually, the one in Fullerton is where the shit went down. Okay? Ready? Story time. So it was, I believe, Saturday night. So the second night of Inspiration Weekend. And it was over on, located off of Commonwealth and Harbor, I believe. So if any of you know... Fullerton Commonwealth and Harbor is like there's a lot of clubs and a lot of action on the weekends and to me Fullerton has a very let's get in a fight type of energy when the drunk people get around like the energy just kind of is like yeah like riled up and like, you know just I guess with the college being right there and the bars and everything that just always feels like the vibe it just always feels kind of like heavy and like agitated and like you you know and so saturday night of the dance camp it ended at like three i think was when it ended maybe three three thirty in the morning and there was a parking garage so you know no one walked to the parking garage by themselves obviously unless they did but for the most part we would go in groups and if it was only girls then we'd make sure that there was a guy with us and we'd all have our little you know oh i have pepper spray oh i have a little you know knife and then my older sister and i are like our mom got us tasers <laughs> so we always you know were stacked with things just in case something happened so saturday night 3:30 in the morning We're closing down the dancing and a big group of us leave, like a big, huge group of us and men and women. And we're going to the parking garage and the girl who we drove with, who I'm still friends with to this day. She's one of my best friends. Um, Her and my older sister and I were were all pals and uh, she drove us there. So it was a parking garage that had an underground level and if you know what parking garage I'm talking about there's the street level and you can go up the stairs and then you can go down the stairs to the ground floor so she parked on the ground floor probably not the best idea you know to be getting out of dancing at like 3 30 in the morning and park on the ground level of a garage like a parking garage probably not the best idea but we didn't know we had no idea So we're walking to the parking garage and a couple of people go, okay, cool, this is our car we're going. Okay, cool, this is our car we're going. So there was still a big group of us. There was like, I think three guys and then five or six girls and they're going to their car and we're just about to split off to have them go to their car and us go to our car. And as we're approaching the staircase to go down into the parking garage, this dude who looked pretty sketchy druggy not trying to be a douche but like he just didn't look he just looks sketchy and druggy you know uh rightfully so he goes you guys don't want to go down there right now and he he like looked us up and down and goes you guys don't want to go down there right now and we're like um well our cars parked down there so like did they quote did the part like is there the police saying that we can't go down there or something like what's the problem he's like you guys can't go down there right now and he like started like blocking off like the the staircase so that we could walk down and we're like okay so then we turn around because it was just like sketchy and weird like it just started to get like that vibe of like okay you know So we go to our other friends that were about to go to their car, and we're like, "Um, so this guy over there? And they're like, yeah, we see him. What did he say to you? And we're like, he he said we can't go down there, that we shouldn't go down there, that we can't go down there. And then he started blocking off the staircase. So he's like not letting us go down there. We don't know what's going on, but our car's down there. So they're like, okay, well, you guys can all pile into our car, and we can drive you down to your car, because, I mean, he's not blocking the driveway. So we're like, okay, okay, that works. And it was funny because it was a little like five-seater car but there were like 10 of us I think so we all squished into their car and uh they start driving you know they pull out and start driving around to go down into the parking garage and we go to the last level and see the guy still hanging out by the stairs and we go around again and we start going down and as we're driving down there are no other cars in the parking garage. So we're driving down and we're just about to get to her car and we see this little black Toyota Camry or something like little black, regular old car. But the thing that was not regular was there was a super short guy and then two super tall dudes standing next to him on either side of him. He was in the middle of the car. So the car had pulled into the the spot They had the trunk open. Little guy was standing in between these two big tall dudes. And then I think there was another guy like on the other side of them. And in between the two big guys in front of the little guy, all laid out on the trunk of their car was all sorts of stuff. Like all sorts of stuff like bottles and glass things. And I'm assuming it was all drugs didn't really like get a huge look or a super long look but pretty sure it was drugs so the people whose car we were in they pulled up next to our car we jumped out got in her car as quickly as possible and got the heck out of the parking garage and after we got out of the parking garage we drove a little bit pulled over and called the cops because we didn't know what the heck was going on and it looked like it was, like, a massive drug deal going on <laughs> in the middle of Fullerton. But I guess it was Saturday night at, like, 3.30 in the morning. So that was interesting. Nothing happened, luckily, and uh, everybody was fine. I don't even know what happened to those guys, but, yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting. That was, that was interesting. And I don't think my older sister and I told our parents for a minute. <laughs> I don't think we told them for a little while. I know we told them. So, mom, if you're saying that I never told you this story, you're wrong. I remember we told you this. But I don't think we told you right away. I'm pretty sure because I think we wanted to go back the last night. (laughs) We just didn't park on the ground floor. I remember. I don't think we even parked in the garage at all. So, that was an interesting experience that came with uh, going to dance camp. And, you know, you just got to be smart. So, moving on with that same friend whose car was in the bottom part of the garage we used to go to san francisco pretty often because uh flights to san francisco are pretty dang cheap if you fly southwest i remember a flight from here from john wayne to san francisco and back was like a hundred bucks round trip with a checked bag used to be super cheap i don't know how much it is now i haven't looked haven't gone flying in a while um, but yeah, it used to be like 100 bucks round trip, maybe like 160 round trip, but that was like nothing. And I'm pretty sure the first time we went there, we stayed at this really bougie, higher end, fancy pants, tea room style um, hostel. Don't remember what that one was called. I just remember it was more bed and breakfast pretty and... They had a provided breakfast that ended at freaking 9 a.m. What kind of breakfast, provided breakfast service ends at 9 a.m.? Who's getting up on a Saturday at 9, before 9 o'clock to get freaking free breakfast? I think that is a ripoff. We never got up for the breakfast. We always got up at the very, very tail end of the breakfast where there would be like two scraps of a bagel left. Right downstairs, there was this amazing French, super authentic French cafe right downstairs. We got escargot, we got this amazing truffle mac and cheese. Oh my God, the food there was just so fabulous. It was so good. It was so good, expensive, but so good, so good. And if any of you haven't had snails, if nobody's had snails, it's all about the garlic butter. You can't even taste the snail. The snail kind of has like the consistency of like like a, like a clam, like in clam chowder, you know how you have the chewy little clams. Snails have that consistency. They're chewy, but it's the garlic butter. That's, oh, that's where it's at. And then you get some bread and you dip it in afterwards. Ooh, it's so delicious. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit hungry. But I'll eat after I record. So anyways, snails, garlic butter, delicious mac and cheese, truffle mac and cheese, so delicious. San Francisco was definitely a place that we used to frequent quite often. We would go a couple times a year, I feel like, because it was so affordable and so fun to go. And, you know, my parents were cool with it. They they encouraged us to get out there with people that were safe and our friend Um, You know, I'm just going to say her name, Faith, our friend Faith. She uh, was just super cool and super safe. And she was older than us, too. So, you know, she was able to drive safely and legally. She was like our other sister, you know. So it's like it's cool having people that are safe like that in your life that you can go and have adventures with, you know. So, yeah, San Francisco was definitely our spot The three of us would frequent San Francisco quite often. Quite often. Yeah. That was a fun time to go to. That was a fun time to go to. Yeah. That made sense. That was a fun place to go to. And I hope that I'm able to go there soon with my fiance and my baby because he's never been there before. So I want to take him back and take him to all of our little spots. There's If you've never been to San Francisco, there is some of the most diverse, amazing food there. Like I said, French food. Then there's super authentic, amazing Chinese restaurants that have been there for years and years and years. There's amazing Italian. Like there is so much diversity in seven miles. That's how big San Francisco is. Literally seven miles. It is very small and so congested. So then moving on from traveling with people, uh, my older sister stopped dancing. Um, and after a couple of years, she stopped dancing and I continued on with the dancing. And then I got more and more into, uh, being solo. And so an old friend, I don't like to call this person a friend because of what happened on the trip and how horrid this person was but at the time friend um invited me to go on a trip to the UK for a month I've told this story before and some people are like do you think it's because and I'm like nope no romantic interest from either one of us it was very clear so I don't understand what exactly happened I just know that maybe he's a little bit off and that's why the events transpired the way they did but before shit hit the fan so to speak he invited me to go on this trip for a month to the UK and we were gonna go to we we're gonna hit Manchester because he had a friend over there that is where the problem started Manchester Scotland Ireland and then end the trip in London and I was like oh my gosh that sounds so cool but I don't know if I can do it and I talked to my mom about it and he had let me know we were going to go in June and he had let me know, I believe in March. So I didn't have that much time to get the money together, but I was talking to my mom and she said that I could do it. She was like, you can do it. Just find the plane ticket and everything else will work out. Find the plane ticket and everything else will work out. So I looked and I found, I found the flight, a direct flight from LAX to London, London Heathrow and direct flight crazy and it was only i believe 600 round trip and we flew air new zealand which was a gorgeous airline fantastic service the airline food was actually really really good and i paid i think an extra maybe 60 bucks each way so that i could sit in the fire aisle and I had so much leg room I was able to get up and walk around and stretch I was sitting on the floor stretching it was pay extra for the fire lane seating it is so worth it if you have a long flight it is so worth it if you have a long flight just splurge and pay extra for the fire seating so much better um so I sent him the tickets and he didn't want to pay extra so he sat way back and I don't know somewhere else I didn't even I didn't even (laughs) see him Um, but yeah, we paid for the tickets and then I, I made the money. I ended up spending half of what I thought that I was going to need, including the hostels, including the food. I spent half, including souvenirs, including going dancing. I only spent half of the amount that I thought I was going to, which was pretty cool. And, uh, that was all because my mom pushed me to go and do it and said that I could do it and yeah it was just it was it was really really amazing it was a really amazing experience so you know we go to the airport we met up at the airport and then we got on the plane and he was in a whole different boarding group than me and so um I you know wasn't even I wasn't even with him for the whole flight, which was pretty awesome. Sorry, my fiance is asking what I want for dinner and I would like a burrito. Mm. So get to London, get to the first hostel. It was kind of a trek to figure out how to get there from the airport. We were backpacking also, we were backpacking. So I had like a 50 pound backpack. It weighed exactly 50 pounds. And then I had my little carry on purse. So we get to London, we got to the first hostel, we checked in. Flights always mess me up a little bit. Not like, uh, not like mess me up in the sense that, well, I guess they mess me up in the sense that I feel sick. I feel sick. I don't, you know, I don't throw up or get any sick like that. I just feel super off. I feel just icky and sicky and uncomfortable and tired which all makes sense so when we got to the hostel he wanted to go walk around he wanted to set his bag down and just pretty much go check out the city because we were only in London for one night before we went to Manchester and I wanted to go to sleep because I felt like crap and I knew that if I went to sleep I would wake up feeling a lot better than if I went out and about so he went out and did his thing and I went to bed then in the morning we get up showered and then we left to go find the train station because we took the train to manchester so we left to go find the train station and we got on the train and went to manchester and that was pretty uneventful i remember that wasn't like a super huge undertaking because it wasn't that far away from each other maybe we took a bus i don't really remember i don't remember that first part I remember the rest, but I don't really remember that first part. The landing and the jet lag and all that was just all kind of like discombobulating. And it was my first time overseas. So we got to Manchester. We stayed in another hostel that was pretty cool. I'm pretty sure I found most of the hostels. And then I definitely found the ones towards the end. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the hostel we stayed at in Manchester was really cool. Manchester is a cool city. All of the UK is pretty freaking cool. If you ever have the opportunity to go there, just go. Just do it. It is not as expensive as you think. Hostels are pretty awesome over there, especially if you look and find the ones that have good reviews and good pictures and lots of, lots of reviews. That's what you want to look for is the ones that have reviews, you know. And I think they were all below... $17 a night I'm pretty sure they were all less than $17 a night maybe even less than $15 a night um they all ranged in prices but we never paid more than I'm pretty sure 17 was like the max amount we would have paid so he you know stayed and went did his thing and I went and did my thing and I was in a room with a girl from New York and then four girls that had come up from Essex that were there for a music festival that was going on the same week that we were there so the same week we were in manchester there was a music festival going on and i don't remember what music festival it was but i remember the girls that were visiting from essex that were very loud and had very annoying accents but they were super sweet uh they were going to the festival so every day they would wake up super early get on their makeup get on their festival outfits and then they were gone literally until like midnight and uh yeah exploring the city by myself was awesome. I would go for walks in the morning and uh, wait until my family was wait until the time zones lined up a little bit more so I could call them and say hey and uh, I would get food and go to different cafes and different restaurants and grocery stores even and get groceries and you know just explore the city and that was so fun. And uh, the person that I went with, he had a friend out there. And she was super cool. She was she was a very, very sweet, sweet girl. And we were the same age. I think she was maybe a couple months older than me. So I say girl, but like a woman, you know. I still think I'm a girl, but, you know, got a kid. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the three of us decided we wanted to get tattoos. I wanted it. I've always wanted tattoos. Now I have a couple. I'm showing the camera if you're wondering what I'm doing showing the camera Um, and I have a couple more but I was like yeah let's go get tattoos I am so so down so I texted my sister and said hey can you draw me something so I can get it tattooed and I feel kind of badly because Faith and I were going to go to San Francisco and get a matching tattoo that my older sister was going to draw for us because best friends and then I decided to shittily get the tattoo myself because I was in Manchester and I was only 17 and I really wanted a tattoo and I knew I could get one because I was in Manchester and they don't really check your license over there at all so we found a tattoo shop the girl Uh, She got a tattoo of a little you know how you draw a fish where you draw like the line and then the X and then the circle Um, The super simple way to draw a fish. I guess that's how her I think she said it was either her grandma or grandpa used to draw those all the time So she got a little fish Tattooed on the back of her neck with a little air bubbles and then I got a tattoo I'll try and put a picture up here. So if you're watching the youtube video, you can see what it is I'll try and put a picture up wherever here will be somewhere Um, and it is little wispy wind swirls with an airplane and then trailing behind the airplane is five six seven eight so I got that because I told my sister I wanted it to be for the love of travel music and dancing so the airplane travel obviously and then the five six seven eight in dancing that's how you always count it off any kind of dancing five six seven eight usually is the way you count off and so that and same thing for music so that was how all three of those things were incorporated. And that was the tattoo I got. And I got it right, right underneath my, uh, the back of my neck. So right on my back in between my shoulder blades. It hurt like a son of a gun. It didn't hurt as bad as the ones I have on my legs, but it still hurt. The best way I can describe it is it feels like getting waxed or like having super sensitive hairs plucked out over and over and over i don't know why but that's like the best comparison i can think of for the way tattoos feel everywhere the one behind my ear i have one behind my ear that one didn't hurt at all couldn't even tell he was doing it and it was the one i was most freaked out about figure that and then the guy who i was traveling with he got some tattoo in some language that he doesn't even speak so we're in Manchester we all got tattooed uh the friend of his we went to she took us to a bunch of different bars and pubs and all sorts of cool places while we were there we stayed there for about a week and on the last day we were there he told me that uh we were going to meet up for dinner all together And he told me, he was like, when we go to leave, can you leave ahead of time so that I can talk to her privately? Because I want to like talk to her about maybe starting a relationship, a long distance relationship. And also they didn't really know each other. I'm pretty sure they met like once or twice prior to this trip. And the whole time she was talking about her boyfriend that she was currently in a relationship with at the time and he still thought it was a good idea so it didn't go well i don't know exactly what happened because he didn't really say what happened i just know it did not go the way that he thought it was going to go she did not want to be in a long distance relationship with him because she had a boyfriend maybe still has a boyfriend and he did not like that answer but i don't exactly know what he was expecting Yeah, that's where the shitty attitude started. So I think actually, you know, I think that was the second to last day, but she was going on a trip. So she was leaving and that was our second to last day there because then the last day my roommate that I was in the room with, the girl from New York, who I think she still follows me on Instagram. um, She's a food blogger. She invited me to go to this Mediterranean restaurant for dinner with her that she had to go and write an article about. It was a vegan Mediterranean restaurant, I believe. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So I met her there, took a bus, and then I had to walk a bunch. And it was so gorgeous, just like meandering through the city and I had my headphones in, so I was listening to my music, and it was just like the coolest thing ever. And the food at that restaurant was insanely good. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was like we got all sorts of things, and it was all vegan and delicious. So delicious. It was so cool. I was grateful that she invited me. Um, and then the next day, we, being the person I traveled there with and me, went to the train station again to catch a train to go to scotland because scotland was our next stop uh we stayed in glasgow everyone said to go to edinburgh but we didn't make it there i didn't even make it there and um yeah we ended up staying in glasgow which was pretty and cool and fun to adventure around but this is where shit started hitting the fan even more So remember, in Manchester, he told the girl he liked her. She said, I have a boyfriend. I don't want to do a long-distance relationship. That pissed him off, right? So we meet up at the train station. Uh, He's not in a great mood. He was just being a little bit quiet and shitty every time I would, like, very quippy, quick to respond, you know? So we get on the train. I sat separately. He sat wherever the freaking heck he sat. I had a great time. Nobody sat next to me the whole time. Sorry, the camera died. So, anyways, um so I sat by myself. Nobody sat next to me the entire time. So, I took the liberty to draw little stick figure dudes sitting next to me and I had a lot of fun doing that. And the the train ride, oh my gosh, the train ride was so gorgeous. So, we got to Scotland and uh we were starting to walk to the hostel to try and figure out where the hostel was. And some of these hostels had a rule that said you had to be 18 or older to stay there. And I was only 17 and I think he was like 19 or 20, I think. So we were trying to come up with a game plan before we got to the hostel just in case they said something um, about me being 17. They didn't. It was not a problem even at all. Like literally was no issue at all. Uh, but that was where I was like oh oh the girl in Manchester really pissed him off oh that really must have bummed him out because he was such an ass he was so rude I was just trying to tell him like hey so my idea is when we get to the hostel you go check us in and then I will hang back so that they don't ask for my ID or anything and he kept on cutting me off and I was like hey can you uh just wait a second so I can finish what I'm saying and he took this huge attitude "Uh, I'm older than you 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 must listen to me and I was like wow okay well fuck you I'm gonna go walk off so pardon my French so I started walking ahead of him because I had the maps pulled up on my phone to the hostel and I didn't want to get in a thing I wasn't feeling great I was tired I wanted to just get to the hostel and relax so we got to the hostel and I uh, hung back while he checked us in it wasn't an issue we got our keys went up to the room this was the only hostel that we were in the same room because it was a unisex room we got to the hostel got checked in went to the room hadn't said a word to each other get up to the room and he sits on the edge of the bed and he leans over and puts his his elbows on his knees and Clasps his hands together and goes <sighs> So I think you owe me an apology for the way you spoke to me earlier. Uh, uh, uh What uh, Are you mental? Are you mental? We're in we're in the UK, so are you mental? And I go I laughed. I was like, um I don't owe you an apology at all. I was just trying to tell you my idea and you weren't letting me finish speaking. You weren't letting me finish. So, uh, I don't owe you an apology. I don't know what you need an apology for. It might've been something a little bit different than that, but like, that's the gist of what I said, because I was like, what is going on in your Cabeza, pal? Uh, he took an attitude with that and I then walked out of the room and left i was like i'm not dealing with this so i was like "Mm," grab my purse grab my stuff that i needed and left and i went to they had tim hortons over there never had it tim hortons donuts so i went and got a maple bar and then i sat by the river because we were right by this beautiful body of water and i sat by there and ate my donut and listened to music and i had a grand old time i had a great time when I was there in Scotland, my phone broke. The back of my phone shattered. I don't know how. I hadn't dropped my phone. It wasn't broken before I got there, so it must have. I, I must have hit it or set it down too hard somewhere. But it started glitching. My phone started glitching. So I went to an Apple store because they have Apple stores all over the world. So I went to a Scottish Apple store. And luckily, the guy that I spoke to his accent was legible because Scottish accents are very, very hard to understand if they're really thick. Like if the person has a thick accent, good luck trying to understand them. And unfortunately though, they didn't have my phone at that store. So he told me because, fun fact, because I was overseas and I had purchased my phone in the US, not the UK, they legally could not charge me For a new phone. They legally could not charge me for a new phone. So I got an entirely new phone for free. The only beef was I had to get the exact same phone. Like they had different colors of the same phone, but I just couldn't get the different color. For some legal reason, the way that it works is you have to get the exact same phone, but because it's overseas, they can't charge you. Works for me. I just had to take a bus. So luckily, he helped me figure out the mapping to get to the outlet store that was like a 40-minute bus ride away, and it was gorgeous, gorgeous bus ride. So I got to the mall, got to the outlet store, went to the, the Apple store in the mall, got the phone, and I wanted to at least be able to have maps so I knew how to get back to the hostel, so I had to hang out in the mall because the mall had free Wi-Fi. So I had to hang out in the mall while the phone powered on and downloaded the the maps app and uh well that was downloading I got to stop in a little souvenir store and get some souvenir things for my family which was pretty fun and then and then I left and as I was waiting for the bus it started to rain but the cool thing is because rain is so typical over in the UK their bus stands are like little rooms so it's like a little hallway kind of with an entrance and a you know two two two-sided entrance but it's got like a little roof and walls so if it gets rainy and windy you're not freezing your butt off in the cold while you wait for your bus so the bus comes and I get on and the bus driver is this old Scottish dude he checks my ticket and then tells me something and I have absolutely no idea what he's telling me because of his freaking accent. No clue what he's saying at all. I can't tell what he's saying. Luckily, this older Scottish woman, for some reason I could understand her, she told me, he's telling you you're on the wrong bus. This one's going further out of the city. You need to go get on that bus over there because that one's going back into the city. And I was like, oh, I love you. Thank you so much. So I grabbed my ticket, ran over to the other bus, got on the bus, got back into the city. No problem. It was beautiful. Scottish people are the sweetest people. Just can't understand them and that's right. so I'm back in the city got back to the hostel decided that I didn't want to go out so I ordered uh, Uber Eats which turned out to be Uber Bike because they have bike messengers that deliver the food and I got wings and fries from this really good wing place and they were delicious and extremely cheap and it was great Uh, when I got back to the hostel though my roommate was there my travel partner roommate guy was there and he goes hey I'm gonna go out and try some haggis you want to come and I was like no I'm good because I was like okay cool water under the bridge we're good he's not gonna be a jerk anymore cool awesome so I go no I'm good I'm cold and it's raining out so I'm just gonna stay here I just ordered some food uh but thanks for the invite he was like okay cool have fun have a good night and I was like yeah you too So then he went out and did his thing and I stayed there and had my wings and fries in the common room area and then uh, went and took a shower and went to bed and it it was a grand old time. Then the next day we went to the airport to go get on a plane to go to Ireland, to go to Ireland. When we were over there, I had found all the transportation, the trains and the planes and all that stuff. Flying when you get overseas from little city to little city, i.e. Scotland to Ireland, is so cheap. I'm pretty sure the ticket from Scotland to Ireland was like $40. And I got an upgraded seat to be able to sit in the first two rows. And I got a checked bag. Uh, I upgraded my seat for like $12 and then checked my bag for like $10. So cheap. So cheap. So we took the flight got over to ireland uh we were staying with his uncle's best friend lived in ireland in the countryside called wicklow the countryside of ireland i'm pretty sure northern ireland called wicklow and um he came and picked us up from the airport loveliest dude you will ever meet he was so so kind can't remember his name don't remember his wife or kid's name at all I don't remember what his name was, but I know that he was just such a cool dude. His wife was so sweet. Their daughter was super adorable. They had a puppy, golden retriever, really cool dog. And they let us stay in their home for like two days, three days maybe. And it was just, it was so sweet. When we got there, the wife had just finished making paella. (laughs) It was the first time I'd ever had paella, which I think is hilarious. Made by an Irish woman in Ireland. I love that. So we had a beautiful dinner, and then he took us to a bar in town, in their little town. Wicklow is about a, I think it was about a two-hour drive from the airport. I know that it was a little bit of a drive, but it was absolutely gorgeous. Ireland is so green. Oh my god, it's so pretty. So he took us into town. It was probably a couple miles walk into town. We walk there because it doesn't get dark until about eleven fifteen at night. So we walked to this one bar, and one of his friends met up with us, and we got the first ever Guinness. I had never had Guinness before that. My travel partner had never had Guinness before that, so we got Guinness on tap in Ireland at a little tiny town bar, and it was the best. It was the best thing ever. It was so cool and so fun, and I remember the Guinness was you know, bitter like beer, but it was like chocolatey. And then the foam was like so creamy and it was just being in Ireland. It was so cool. And I remember walking home back to the the gentleman's home and it was like 11 o'clock and it was still very, very, very bright. Like it was still very bright. I took a picture, which I will try and put up. So for YouTube, I'll try and put it up. It'll be somewhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was beautiful and I got a room all to myself and my travel partner got a room all to himself and then his wife and baby like they had like a beautiful little cottagey house but it was it had three bedrooms so we you know everybody got their own room which was so so nice to be in a home in a bed that's in like somebody's home that just has that love and warm energy and relaxed energy you know it was just so so nice to be in a, a place like that and be able to just rest so then the next day I woke up and I wasn't feeling the best but his friend had his his uncle's friend had plans for us and so we went on um, we went on a drive to this gorgeous national park, I guess, kind of is what it is. Uh, where they had Viking ruins and they had like a like centuries old um what do you call cemetery with all these old headstones. Some of them are so old you couldn't even see what the writing was, some of them you could. And it was just one of the most beautiful places ever. I'm pretty sure it was called Kilmakura. Or at least that was the lake that was near it. Um and after we walked around there for a few hours we stopped and had lunch and then he took us to guinness lake which is a lake that i guess from a helicopter kind of looks like a pint of guinness because it has this dark black water and a sandy beach around the top of it so it kind of looks like a pint of guinness from from super high up he said And it's like one of, uh, that was so serene and so gorgeous. I'll try again and add pictures and things. But that place was just, oh my God, I could have spent hours and days just camped out there. It was so, so pretty. And then the next day, which was our last day with him, so we were there for three days. The next day, which was our last day, he took us to, with his daughter, uh, because his wife had to go to work. So he took us with his daughter to the, Um, Botanical Gardens that's what it was Kilmakura Botanical Gardens and I might be messing that name up a lot but it's something along those lines oh my gosh these places are so serene and the energy the energy in Ireland to me is so calming and grounded and real and the people there are so kind and like everyone I talked to there was just so lovely like ugh, it was amazing it was amazing um and then that night when we got back I ended up you know I got a little bit sick I had a cold and his wife took care of me she was so sweet she gave me this um my nose was crazy, crazy runny. So she gave me this nasal spray that worked really well. And she said that I could take a bath. And so I, I drew a really nice hot bath and just sat in there for a while, which all helped. The next morning, I woke up and felt so much better. So really, really grateful to her for uh, to them for, you know, having a home for me to to be sick in, you know, like it was so much nicer being sick around a mom and dad. Because I was missing my mom and dad. I was, you know, homesick by that point. I had been gone almost two weeks by then. Or over two weeks by then. And I was just homesick. I was homesick. So then the next day, woke up, feel really good, had some breakfast. And then the guy drove us into Dublin. He drove us to Dublin because that was our next stop. And uh, and that's where our journey ended with him, which was fabulous. And we thanked him so much. and And then we were in Dublin. And um, the travel partner and I, we uh, stayed in the same hostel again, but he was in a different room than me. So grateful for that. And that week that we were in Dublin, we planned it out because his birthday was that month. And so we planned it out so that we would be in Dublin for his birthday. That's what he wanted. And I was like, that works with me. We can plan everything out around that. It's pretty easy. So we were in Dublin the day before his birthday is when we got there. Um, he went and did his thing. I went and did my thing, unpacked in my room, hung out for a little bit, relaxed because I was still feeling a little bit eh. And then uh, that night I took myself out to get dinner and I went to this Chinese restaurant that had, oddly enough, Ireland had some of the best, most authentic Chinese food I have ever had, ever. I was like the only white person in the restaurant. The food was insane. The prices were amazing and there was so much food the only thing that I don't like about over there is that they don't do taking your leftovers (laughs) they don't do that and if you ask for a to-go container they'll either look at you like you're an ass look at you like you're an ass and charge you for the to-go container or just straight up tell you no we don't do that but you can take stuff to go like you can like call and be like okay I'm gonna take this to go I want to take it home and you can do that But if you eat there and you don't eat all your food, you can't take the rest of it, which I don't like. And I don't really understand it, so I don't really know. But uh, I was bummed out I couldn't take the leftovers with me because it was such good food. So I just tried to eat. I just tried to eat as much as possible, which made me go to sleep really well because I went to bed with a full belly. Then the next day, I walked around solo. There was a bunch of places that... Um, people had told me to go to, so I went and checked out the Temple Bar, which was really fun. I went and just meandered through the city, which is my favorite thing to do: is just to literally go walk around and have no place that you're trying to get to, and just go walk around and explore the city like you live there. That's like the best thing for me. Love doing that. Just seeing the sights on my own, and you know getting to do stuff on my own and having no schedule and being able to go wherever i want and be like oh that looks cool i'm gonna go over there oh that store looks cool i'm gonna go over there oh that restaurant looks good i'm hungry i'm gonna stop there so after my uh adventures of the day i went and relaxed at the hostel and my travel partner had messaged me and said hey since today's my birthday i met these people and they want to take me to a bar to celebrate my birthday do you want to come and we hadn't really talked about his attitude since scotland like we hadn't really talked much since then even though he we had just spent three days at his friend's his uncle's friend's house we didn't really talk much while we were there because we were busy with the guy uh so i was like oh cool okay we're good awesome sure that sounds super fun i'm down just let me know what time to meet you in the lobby and we'll walk over there together and he was like that works sounds good So we get down, I get down to the lobby when we said we're going to meet and we start walking over to the bar and we weren't really saying anything to each other. It was just kind of awkward and weird for no reason. I'm like, if we don't have any issues with each other, what's the fricking problem? Um, He started going in on me about my attitude and he's my elder, even though he was like a year, maybe three years max older than me wasn't much older than me but he starts going in on me about how I need to treat him with respect and I'm so disrespectful and his family comes from slaves and I'm like dude I don't even know what the hell you're talking about I know that we got into a thing because you thought I was taking an attitude with you when we were in Scotland but that was almost a week ago what are you going on about like can you calm the hell down like what and then the whole thing about my family comes from slaves I'm like I didn't even bring up anything about Anything that would have anything to do with that. So what the heck? You get me? And so I said, you know what? I don't even know where this is coming from. I was it I was like to tears by that point. I was so upset. I so I was like crying and I was like, I'm not even gonna go. Turned around, booked it back to the hostel, and he went and did his thing. Okay, baby is fed, I am back. So uh he went to the bar, I went back to the hostel and it was just it was really shitty and i remember the time difference was so that uh it was late enough for me but not early enough to call my family but i called them anyways i think it was like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning here and i was over there so they answered but um you know they were like we'll call you in like an hour when we get up and uh we're glad you're okay and just hang in there and um and I had told them all this. I went back to the hostel, but I didn't feel like going inside. I was just so upset and hurt and angry and sad and confused. And so I was on the porch of the hostel. And um, there were these two guys hanging out that were also staying in the hostel. And they heard me tell the entire story to my family. Uh, and I, since I called my mom and my sister and my dad, I told it like three different times. And they, so they heard me and after i finally got off the last the last phone call uh with whoever it was whichever one of them it was uh the guys asked me they were like are you okay and i was like crying and upset and i was like you know no i mean whatever i don't know and they were like well come come hang out with us where where are you from and they were super cool one guy was this older russian dude and then the other guy was this young dude from south africa and uh they were both super sweet and then at the hostel in the uh they had a little backyard and so we went to the little backyard and hung out and they were telling me, you know, stories about where they were from and all sorts of things. It was really really cool and really sweet that they invited me to come and hang out with them. Then the Russian guy goes, "I have this uh drink. Let me go get it." And so he comes back and he shows me and the South African dude and it was this super hot chili pepper vodka like made with like one of the world's hottest peppers and it was in a a skull-shaped glass bottle and whatever and I was like no way in hell am I trying that and the South African dude he was like oh I can try it I bet that's not even that spicy and the Russian guy was like I don't even drink this but okay so he let the South African guy do a shot of it and uh, he lost his mind. Like water was pouring out of his mouth. He was salivating like crazy. He was sweating. I felt bad for the guy, but um, the Russian guy thought it was hilarious. So uh, the the dude from South Africa ended up going into the hostel and trying to find milk. And then I don't really know what ended up happening to him. He kind of just disappeared after that so I was still hanging out with the Russian dude he was really really nice so hung out with him for a little bit longer and then I made myself a cup of tea and then I went to bed because uh, I had a flight super early the next morning back from Ireland to Wales because that was the second to last stop so in the morning hadn't talked to the roommate guy or travel partner at all we weren't staying in the same room no idea what happened to him hadn't talked to him Didn't give a shit. I was like, I'm done with you. I'm traveling solo now. Now I'm on this trip by myself. I'm not having any more shitty experiences just because you're in a bad mood because you got rejected. Sorry, that sucks. Move on. You're overseas in a beautiful place, traveling to beautiful locations. Move on, you know? So in the morning, I woke up, packed up all my things. I think the flight was at like seven. So I wanted to get to the airport by like 6 because the airports are really, really small over there or at least the one that I flew out of. Um, And so I woke up, went downstairs to turn in my key and check out and everything and leave. I had ordered my car from upstairs because it said it was going to take like 20 minutes to get there. So I ordered my car, grabbed my bag, went downstairs, checked out. When I went downstairs, my travel partner was down there. Uh, He was sitting there, looked like he had already checked out he looked rough so I'm assuming he drank which you know whatever it was his birthday but I didn't feel like talking to him at all so I just like looked at him handed him my key checked out and walked out to my car he didn't say anything to me he looked at me and then I just I walked out to my car and I didn't see him the entire rest of the trip oh maybe I saw him at the airport as we were getting on the plane but after that after we left the airport when we landed in wales didn't see him ever again so we um got on the plane He's now no longer traveling with me i'm there by myself and i again had paid extra to get front row seating and check my bag and everything which was like super awesome so i got to sit in like the first two rows and that made getting on and off the plane so much nicer So we fly back to Wales, get off the plane, ordered a car to the hostel. I canceled the hostel that I was, that we had booked together. I canceled that hostel and found a different place to stay at because I was like, I don't even want to stay at the same place as him. So I canceled that hostel and then stayed in a different one. And it was super cool and super fun. And the whole time we were there, the whole time I was there, the whole time I was there, uh, it was the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup, which I'm not really into sports at all. But when I was over there, because everybody over there is so into soccer and you know football, um, it just kind of became part of the thing while I was there because I was there for a freaking month. It just kind of became part of the thing to be into it and know who was playing who and know what the scores were and have the FIFA you know app and the website pulled up to check the scores and everything so the hostel in Wales they were streaming the game in every single tv in all the rooms and uh and I remember everybody was watching the game when I got there and checked in and then set my bag down and then went to go watch the game with everybody because I was like that's the cool thing to do and I want to seem like I'm into it and uh yeah it's just from there I had a fabulous trip anyways aside from those hiccups with that person but from there it just was the rest of my trip was amazing I was in Wales for a couple of days and then I stayed in Cardiff which is a city in Wales and then I took a bus from Cardiff to London because London was the official last trip and again I had canceled the hostel that both of us were staying at and ended up staying in a separate hostel which was way better. It was super cool. I pretty much had the entire room to myself. There were, I think, seven beds in the the dorm that I had booked. It was an all girls dorm, and there were seven beds. And I think I only had two roommates for one day. And then the whole last the whole rest of the week that I was there, I had the room all to myself. And it was on the top floor of like this five story building. Um, but the bus. I took a bus from Cardiff to London, and that bus ride was pretty not fun because the bus was really cramped the ac didn't really work it was just kind of like hot air uh it was like a three hour ride and yeah just after like the first hour and a half i was just like oh i can't wait to get there i want to get off this freaking bus i'm sick of it sick of it but it was pretty and i had my music and i had a window seat so it wasn't you know it could have been could have been worse could have been worse uh, but we got to London. I got to my hostel, checked in, and um, when I was in London, I had found a place to go swing dancing. I had met someone uh, at, the, at Camp Hollywood, at that dance camp I had mentioned earlier. I had met someone from London there. So um, I connected with him on Facebook because he was friends with some other friends of mine. He told me about a swing dancing place. So I got to go swing dancing while I was in London, which was pretty cool. And I got complimented on my dancing, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember that was just, that was a really good time. Um, The last, let's see, two days before I left, uh, going back to the FIFA World Cup, two days before I left, uh, it was was either Colombia or Cuba. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Colombia. It was Colombia versus France. I'm pretty sure or Colombia versus London and there was this app called Couchsurfing where you can meet travelers and I was solo so I wanted to meet people and um, so I went on the app and ended up meeting this super cool uh, dude from India who had moved to London like three years prior and then this other super sweet gay guy from Argentina who had just flown in a couple of weeks before me so the three of us went and we went to regent's park and we got to see queen elizabeth's garden that's the queen over there right hashtag actually homeschooled um and uh, we got to see the rose garden and all of the all of the gardens over there were just oh my god so so pretty so pretty And then he took us to this bar that was super cool. And they had all of the, all of the little coasters from every kind of beer they ever got. They kept, they keep one of the coasters and they put them all over. So all the walls were just covered in these coasters and pictures. And it was like a, it was like one of those neighborhood bars that nobody really knows about unless you live there and, you know, walk around and explore the city. So that was pretty cool. But... From couch surfing, I met this Colombian dude who said uh, that since it was Colombia versus France, he was like, I have a friend who owns a bar. We're going to go watch the game there. And I was like, okay, well, he's offering to meet in public. So why not? Um, so I met them at the bar, and it was this dude and this older woman, and they were both Colombian, super sweet, really, really nice. So we got to the bar we met up at the bar and it was packed there was security blocking the doorways they weren't allowing anybody else in there were people literally climbing the fences to watch the game because i guess it was like a big deal and i was like damn well i mean i guess we could probably go somewhere else and the guy who invited me was like no 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 no. my friend knows the owner so the older woman we were with knew the owner of the of the bar it was like a restaurant too so I guess she called him and said, we can't get in. The security's not letting us in. And he said, okay, we'll come around to the side gate. So we walk around the bar to the side gate and uh, someone opened it. They were wearing like an apron. So they must've been like one of the cooks opened the gate for us and let us in. And they let us through the kitchen, through the crowded shoulder to shoulder slammed packed bar all the way to the front of in front of this like massive wall size uh tv where they were streaming the game and they had saved seats for us even me so they're like get comfortable have the seat you know are you hungry do you want anything to drink and I was like sure why not so um they brought me a plate of empanadas and they had pictures of cider and beer and whatever and and then I remember Columbia won and everybody was so excited they started blasting salsa and bachata music and because I had already started dancing salsa and bachata before I won on this trip um they were all like oh do you dance and I was like yeah a little bit and then I started dancing with the people and they were all so surprised because I'm like this white girl from California and oh my gosh I know how to dance how cool so that was like that was a super fun memory from that trip and uh yeah and then I remember I got really homesick and the day two days before my flight I tried to see if I could move my flight up to that day but it was like an extra two thousand dollars to move it up so I was like I guess I'll just stay here in London poor me um so I stuck it out stayed the rest of my trip and then I flew home and I assumed that the guy that I had traveled there with got home and flew home safely. I don't remember if I saw him at the airport, but I know we were scheduled for the same flight. Oh, no, you know what? After that trip, I think he was flying to Russia to meet with his uncle because uncle was in Russia or something like that. So, yeah, so I flew home solo, and it was, it was a gay old time. And even though there were those hiccups with that guy... I figured out how to make it good for myself because I was like I'm overseas I'm not gonna I'm gonna seize this moment and make it good for myself because why go out on a bad note you know so and then uh the last trip that I went on before I met my fiance we've been on trips him and I together we've been on our our own little trips but the last big trip that I went on um before I met him was for my 18th birthday. I still cannot believe they did this. For my 18th birthday, my parents got me a flight to a round-trip ticket to Madrid, Spain. Um, And on top of that, they knew that there was a festival going on the weekend that they were sending me there. So they scheduled or they bought the ticket around the same time the festival was happening so that I could go to the freaking dance festival for bachata it was called the world world bachata congress or bachatea world congress or something like that I don't know if it's still a thing anymore but I got to go to Spain for a week by myself to go be there and then go to a freaking bachata congress and it was so cool I speak like this much Spanish which was just enough I went Uh, when I got there when I got to Spain flight there was awesome I had a layover in Switzerland and then from Switzerland to Madrid and then same thing on the way back beautiful gorgeous place layover was like two hours maybe both ways so super easy the flight was super easy food was good again everything was awesome that was flawless uh got to the hostel no problem there they spoke English there super easy um then the next day I went to the grocery store because there was a grocery store right down the street and I wanted to have some little grocery things um, for myself. So uh, I was buying some fruit. And there was this old woman also buying fruit, like old woman with a little scarf tied around her head and her little stroller cart thing, not stroller, but like you know the cart things that you bring to the store. because I went there at like 6:30 in the morning. and super early in the morning, There's tons of old people walking around, going and doing their groceries. Like all these old people are walking around with their carts doing their grocery shopping for the day. It was so cool. So I'm in the store buying fruit and this old woman is trying to figure out the machine to weigh the fruit because over there they have these machines. You put your fruit on it, you type in your fruit, it weighs it and then prints out a sticker with the barcode so that it's not like, you know, how here we write out the number or they have to look at the number. It prints out a sticker. So she was trying to figure it out. She did not speak any English. I speak this much Spanish. I somehow helped her figure out how the machine worked, helped her weigh her fruit. And she was like, oh, muchas gracias. And it was just, that was so cool. She was so, so kind. And then I finished doing my shopping and, you know, got my groceries and went on my way. I remember one of the days I walked, I think, a total of, 12 miles, just walking around the city, exploring things and going to parks and going, Ooh, that looks cool. Let me go over there. Ooh, that looks cool. Let me go over there. But I remember I walked a lot that day, that one day. I remember I walked a lot. And then the weekend came and the festival started. And the first night of the festival, I, um, I met some people and they invited me to come with them the next night, come over to their apartment and have drinks and Uh, Dance before we went to the festival and they were like we'll drive all together and so I went and um it was really cool one of the one of the guys spoke pretty good English another one of the guys spoke okay English and then there were three chicks there and one of them spoke okay English and then the other two didn't really speak any English uh but they were all so surprised with my dancing and they were like you're such a good dancer and um And that was like so flattering because I'm like, I'm in Spain. You guys, what? You guys think I'm a good dancer? That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Makes me feel pretty good. And I still pat myself on the back for that. Um, But that was definitely a cool, a cool thing to just feel so welcomed and, uh, and safe again. Like it worked out where they were like so, so cool with me being with them and they drove us all like we all drove together and um we all stayed until like five six in the morning dancing and then they drove me back to the hostel and it was just like it was like the coolest experience and they were so so kind and I remember the one thing that sucked though was I signed up for a competition and then I didn't understand where the competition was located at so I missed the competition and I didn't get to compete. Which kind of made me really upset. So. I That was the one. That was the one not fun part. About that trip. Which is like a minor detail. In comparison to everything else. So. You know. It was a pretty amazing time. And then I flew home. And then I think I slept for like 17 hours. So. Yeah. That was a pretty awesome time. And. Since then, my fiance and I have gone to Idaho together, and then we went to uh, we went to Lake Tahoe together, which is where um, we figured out that's where we got pregnant. Um, if you haven't gone, go; it's beautiful. And yeah, I plan to do a lot more traveling. If flights aren't doable for me and my family. You know, there's plenty of places you can travel via driving, or train, or boat, even. And I definitely want to travel more places. There are still places on my list that I want to go, and now that I have my family, I would love to be able to go on family trips. I think that would just be so great, especially because my family took me and my sisters to so many cool places. Even though they were a little, you know, like here and there. And I think the farthest place we went to was Washington. We took a plane or Seattle. That's where we went. That was the furthest place we went. And uh, yeah, all of those traveling experiences were so fun and cool. And yeah, I just have such good memories from the ones with my family and the ones solo and the ones with my fiance. And I am excited to be able to take our little baby and show her all the cool, awesome places that she can go to so I'm extremely grateful to homeschooling for giving me the freedom to do all of those things because if I had been in school I don't think I would have been able to travel the way I did at such a young age went to the UK for a month at 17 went to Spain for a week by myself at 18 been to San Francisco multiple times younger than 17 you know like it's just it's so cool I'm feeling pretty good about the uh, amount of content that I've gotten. So I'm going to sign out, go have some dinner with my lovely fiance and our beautiful little baby girl. And uh, until next time, over and out. This is Milena and this has been the Actually Homeschooled Podcast. We'll see you next time.